Hi, this is Charlotte from Delane. This is John Yelland of Judicator. This is Nora from Battle Beast. Hey guys, this is Thomas from Camelot. This is Adrian Cowan from Seven Spires, and you are listening to The Great Metal Debate. Metal fans, the podcast returns with another amazing metal artist interview. Today I'm joined by Anna from Desdemona. Anna, thank you so much for coming on The Great Metal Debate. Hi there. Hi everyone and thank you for the the opportunity. So let's begin. (laughs) Since this is the first time we've had someone from the band on the show, do you mind giving us a brief background of the band? First, how did the project get started? Well, we started like uh, something like uh, 10 years ago. Uh, we are all uh, from um, the Venice mainland, north, so northern Italy. Uh, so uh, Venice, Italy, not Venice, California. <laughs> and uh, uh, we, I mean, we, we all came from, uh, you know, uh, failed projects or, you know, cover bands. And we really wanted to make something that was, you know, uh, gathering all our musical tastes and that was somehow uh, overcoming all uh, previous experience. So, um, I mean, I uh, personally um, suggested the name uh, because I, I thought that we, we, I mean, it was useful. It was worth to uh, to let people know something about our country, our tradition, our history, you know, our um, environment. So the name basically combines two meanings. And one is the, uh, you know, Shakespeare main characters from Othello, Othello's tragedy. And I think most uh, most people know, or at least they know the name, uh, which is based in, in Venice, actually. And which was also... Uh, uh, reprised by uh, Italian composer Verdi, is a, uh, I think is an 18th or 19th century Italian composer. is very popular here in the opera, you know, uh, field. And uh, the other meaning in, um, within the word is uh, basically is a philosophical concept, uh, um, which is uh, um, in Plato uh, found like de- demon. You know, it's not like devil itself that we, you know, we know by uh, Catholic culture or, you know, Western culture, but there's something in between, uh, be- uh, between man and God. So it's something in the middle and it's not human and it's not divine, but it's something that link the two dimensions. And Plato himself defined love uh, as a demon. So it's not divine but it's not human and it's something that links the two words. You know, I don't know if you understand what I mean. So we, we basically uh, linked the, you know, the uh, literature field with the philosophical field and the, the musical opera fields. And we, we wanted to combine everything together. So uh, this gave us the opportunity to, to do some lyrics inspired to these uh, areas, to these fields, and also some biographic, 
you know, lyrics. So, um, and also it's a great inspiration with, you know, with outfits, with uh, scenographies, with, uh, you know, videos. Uh, uh, you have a lot of material and it's something that, you know, is related to, to our culture. So I think in music, uh, you don't have to try to imitate someone else. Uh, or, you know, the, the main man in this field is, for example, Nightwish, Camelot. And uh, what's, you know, what's the point in doing something, you know, identical? Everyone, I mean, what you learn from this band is that you have to um, to give value to your, uh, you know, to your unique nature and, uh, you know, culture. So uh, this is basically what we are, we are trying to do and what we want to uh communicate to to our audience and uh, supporters, friends, fans, whatever. <laughs> and I just think it's a cool name. It really captures the imagination when you when you see it written out there. Anna, do you mind sharing something about your own personal background? Were you raised in a musical household and have you received any formal training? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, I didn't reach the, you know, uh, the, the you know, the point to our, my musical, uh, education because I couldn't, uh, basically I went to conservatory, but I couldn't finish that for, you know, personal reasons and familiar reasons. But I was basically raised with, uh, you know, with opera tales, uh, actually, because my grandparents were, they were not educated person, but they were very, very found, very keen to, to opera. Uh, milieu. So, uh, basically, um, for example, my, my grandpa, when I was a little, a little girl, uh, you know, when you, you have to, to sleep, you know, you, know, you, 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 uh, you tell tales to, 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 to kids, to, to child, to children for, for they uh, fall asleep. So he, he, uh, he used to tell me, uh, opera. Uh, topics and opera, uh, stuff. So, so not the, you know, the normal fairy tales you, you, you tell to, to, to children. And, uh, this brought me, you know, into a, you know, uh, to a very profound interest for, for this milieu. And when I, uh, when I was about seven or eight, I had the chance to join a, a local choir. Which is also the the opera theater choir, so I could you know I could take part to all these you know uh, plays and uh, recitals and the stuff. So to live basically the the, the stuff you know, the thing and uh, this interest grew grew into me uh, you know over and over uh, along the year and I, of course along the years sorry and it was. Uh, it wasn't uh, always possible to me to, uh, you know, to to bring this uh, this interest to to you know to action, you know, all the time. But it's basically something that always gave me the, the inspiration because you have unique, uh, uh, you know, characters and uh, uh, life tales, and uh, um, it's something like. Uh, a little encyclopedia. I don't know if you know what I mean. And you, yes. yeah. And uh, if you analyze, you know, the characters, the uh, the plots, that uh, there is a lot to learn. Also in, in the meaning of you know life terms and uh, psychological types of uh, you know of human beings. And of course, then I 
I had a little a bit of a theory, education, so harmony, uh, writings, uh, uh, composition, uh, piano. And so this gave me, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of help, a lot of support because when you, uh, when you try to write this genre, it's, uh, it's not easy. It's not like to write punk, <laughs> for example. So you have to, to know your stuff and to know how to develop, uh, a team, a song, uh, uh, you know, uh, a reef or something, but it's like basically how to write a, it's like writing a tale or a novel. Uh, you have to begin somewhere. You have to know what you want to tell to people. Uh, and you have to bring the reader or the listener in this case, uh, along a way you have to, you know, involve the listener or the, uh, the reader in the, uh, in the story you want to tell. So, um, yeah, it's, um classical training a classical education was very was very useful and was very inspiring but uh sometimes i think the education i had is not enough to to do uh you know things in a certain way but of course they are here and we want to learn and we are learning you know along the way as we as we do uh, new stuff and we compose new music so and uh one last thing i have the chance uh, in this particular moment with the new lineup to cooperate with a new musician and a very talented musician. Uh, so this really makes the difference right now. We experience it uh, uh, really a grow in our band, in our songwriting. So we really hope the second album will be uh, a lot better than, than the first one. <laughs> Well, I, I want to get to the future, but I, I do want to hold back on the past. And the training you received and, and that songwriting skill certainly was on display in that first full-length album, Starcrossed, back in 2016. What are your thoughts looking back on that album? You you say that you know, you're know you confident you can do better, but there's a lot of interesting things going on there, both musically and lyrically. Well, I think it's... Uh it's something uh, that concerns everyone, every musician. And when you look back to your debut album, you think you, you, you should have done better. <laughs> but uh, at least uh, not uh, not by my, you know, or not on my behalf, but uh, according to what I heard, what I read, uh, as a debut album, it was uh, lots of, you know, mature stuff. They they say it, at least. So I mean I'm, I cannot say I'm not happy about that, but uh, we we really had uh, I, I can tell everybody was because uh, we really had a very cheap budget there. So uh, sometimes I I think if we had more time in a studio or a more you know more budget more money, of course with money if you have the skill if you have the the ideas you can do whatever you know but we have a real like if we had something we spent something like uh two thousand and a half dollars and which is very plus the prints so it's very cheap you know uh and we could uh, uh work in a very professional studio uh you know i think you know stratovarius do you uh usually uh former guitar player and composer of stratovarius uh 
periodically comes comes to that studio to record because of you know because of his sound engineer and his quality. So we we really work with the professional stuff there, but we had already limited time, so we had to uh, very really concentrate the work, the, the ideas, the you know recording and post producing and you know stuff. And uh, when you don't have really that much time, uh, you always do some some mistakes or some you know uh, you forget to you know to put this in there and you know <laughs> uh, you know mistakes happen in when you don't have that much time. So, uh, but I cannot say I'm not you know I'm not happy about that. And uh, maybe the, the the mistake, the main mistake we we we, we did is that we didn't put much much uh, effort in the promotion but we really didn't know well how to promote the album because we didn't have a label or agency or uh, so we did basically everything uh, by ourselves so now we are you know we are getting better also with the promotion and uh, you know fandom and uh, we learn how to uh, you know how to post on Spotify and make our fan base grow uh, the digital platforms and, but it's something we are learning so uh, on the other hand we, we, we see and I see uh, other bands with, they have labels and the agency and you know they have a proper deal but they have less uh, monthly listeners that we have because when if you don't have if you, don't, if you, if you are not under a uh, uh, a mainstream label. Uh, sometimes the effort, the, you know, the promoters put in your stuff is always lesser than the one you would put. I don't know if you understand me. So and, uh, unless we find, uh, uh, the, you know, the very good chance, the very good occasion, we uh, we go on like that, putting our uh, maximum effort and, you know, uh, energy in what we do and how we promote that. So let's see. <laughs> it sounds like you're not looking to get signed just to be on a record label. It would have to be a good deal for you to, yeah. to make that jump. Yeah, because I studied, uh, when I was I mean, in my post-uni education, uh, I did an MA in uh, discography and uh, uh, live promotion. And uh, uh you you really understand that it's not the point to get signed because when you get signed in some point uh, under some point of view uh, you have your hands uh, uh bind you know what i mean so because you you have to to then uh from there on you have to respect some rules so you you cannot do this you cannot do that and if you sign with the wrong person then it's a mess because i i i know of uh Oh, they're independent, spend, and they are very talented, very, you know, uh, promising, but they signed with the wrong people. So basically, they are in a sort of limbo, uh, doing nothing or, you know, publishing music, but they're not very, you know, their potential is, you know, got burned in some, in some way. So, uh, really, it's a, it's a legal deal so you have to be careful what you what you do what you sign what you you know what you include or non non include in your deals it's very but you know most of musicians uh, think they they're not aware uh, of this point so uh 
to my opinion, it's very important to, to, to develop also awareness among musicians, among uh, songwriters on, uh, over this point. You, you, you know you are in some, you know, under some point of view, you are binding yourself to a company to, so you really have to be, of course, their interest because they want to make money from your music. Uh, you, you have to be a good deal unless, I mean, they don't sign you, but it, it also have to, has to be convenient. It has, it's got to be, you know, uh, worthwhile for you as a musician, as a artist, as a, you know, professional, uh, whatever. That has to be something that is an interesting balancing act. Someone who's a musician on a certain level, you just want to share your music and your creation with the world. But it, there is also that business side. In fact, I mean, uh, I think the, the most uh, impelling uh, need for a, a creative or a musician, an artist, to my opinion, is that to share your creativity, to express yourself, to tell your stories, to to meet other people that in some way recognize themselves in the in the stories you are telling. I don't know. If I write a song and I say uh, I'm feeling in a certain way and uh, someone lis- is listening and say, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm feeling in the same way. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice thing you are sharing this song to me because it's something Somehow it gives words, it gives uh, sound to my personal feeling, which I didn't express before. So this is the miracle, <laughs> basically, of music, of art, or you know, creativity. And uh, the the best thing would be to uh, to make money in a measure that it can um, it can support your new creation. And of course, give you also bread <laughs> and water, <laughs> to, you know, as a food. But uh, the point is that you you don't really make money, so uh, unless you are signed with you know a big thing, and uh, sometimes you don't really have that much money to do your things, your creation in the way you 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 mean it. Uh, so right. uh, this is the the gap. Basically, and uh, uh, if I had to make a wish, I would like to have a, a deal that gives me the sound to produce the music the way I want to do it. And then the fame, it's uh, it's kind of different because it's not like that, you know, you are stopped by the streets and from people that they want, you know, autograph and fix. And it's not that. It's that you meet the same feeling, the same, uh, you share the same you know, uh, the same state of mind, the same experience with audience. That's, that's the most, uh, uh, to me, the, the biggest satisfaction I, I, I felt on stage is that you sing something, you are, you, you get emotion and the people in front of you get the same emotion. It's not the best thing you can do, I think. Is that, is that the reason we write and we play? It's an amazing shared experience and one that sadly we're all missing during this uh, <laughs> pandemic and, and we're all hoping we can get back to. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I want to move ahead following Star Cross the way up until 2019. I know the band made some lineup changes at that time. Yeah. Tell us 
about the new members and why fans should be excited for the future of the band? Well, uh, I would like to start from the, the drama. Uh, uh, it was previously, uh, I think it was previously in your cover band, but, but according to me, it was a wasted talent because he's very, he's very skilled and is very, is a very talented drummer. Uh, but he's basically unknown. <laughs> so, but we, we just, uh, we just heard him and, uh, we say, okay, we need a drummer. Would you come along? Uh, and they say, well, yes, with pleasure. <laughs> so this is, uh, yeah, this is the drama. And, uh, about, um, we have a, a new guitar player, a new lead guitar player since a year. Um, and he was, uh, he was also the leader, uh, of another, um, death melodic, uh, uh, metal band. Uh, I think he's very, is a very creative musician. And, uh, the, I think the, um, the switch between the old, you know, uh, the old Desdemona and the new, it was also to, for me uh, personally to cooperate with him in the songwriting and the producing is is also a very very talented producer is that he builds his own studio is constantly studying to uh you know to expand to develop his skills as a recording sound engineer as a producer so we have this chance this you know this this luck to uh that we can write and then we can record you know, we can produce uh, straight on. So this is a very, you know, uh, it's an important switch, to my opinion, to the old way to, to work in the new. Um, and uh, since uh, like a month or two, uh, we have uh, also a new guitar player. So we're we going to have two guitars to, to develop and to, you know, enhance our sound. Uh, also because we, I think we want to make a new album, uh, like more in the, in the metal, you know, sound is more, I mean, in a heavier sound, uh, well, without forgetting about the symphonic and the and the operatic part, but, uh, we needed like, a, you know, a kick ass in the, under this point of view. So, um, basically, uh, Matteo, which is, uh, was, uh, Lead, uh, lead guitarist. He, he brought, uh, uh, he, he is in, from his, his former band, uh, Lost Air. He brought this, uh, this new guitar player, Andrea. Uh, uh, so we are, you know, we are now testing the, 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 the complete new lineup. Uh, and, uh, uh, fortunately we have, uh, a uh, date uh, next October because I don't know how it's this in the States, but here in Italy, it's very it's, it's very difficult to get dates because people for the pandemic, of course, they don't trust to you know to organize to schedule uh, gigs or uh, festivals because they you know of course they they are afraid they are worried that you know local government or local authorities they cancel the you know the venues in a, at the very last moment and of course with a lot of loss um, uh, economic loss and uh, you know all that uh, is consequent to that so let's see in the <laughs> in the next future how it goes but i'm very you know um i'm very happy about that very 
No, yeah. that's exciting. Having a second guitar certainly open up some additional opportunities for the sound. Now, the band very recently released a new video for the song Ever Dare, and mm-hmm. I understand that this video was entirely produced by the yeah. band members themselves. Yeah, I don't know. If, I mean, also I think in the, uh, in the States, in the, you know, around the world, uh, many, many bands, uh, all genres tried to, during the pandemic, during the lockdown, uh, to do something from their homes, basically, because you cannot, uh, meet to, 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 to do rehearsals. You cannot have the live date. So let's do something from our homes. And, uh, uh, from the very first moment that we, we passed it to the phase two in Italy, which was like, you, you cannot go very far from home, but you can go out from your village, from your city to the next, you know, uh, so we can basically meet. Uh, we bought a green screen, uh, from Amazon, <laughs> very cheap, <laughs> I say. And we had this idea with to try to do something like, you know, if we're not from my room, from my room, I'll do the green screen on my back and try to, you know, with the means we had. So like uh, free software, free backgrounds and lots of uh, hours of work, of course. Uh, we tried to, to build a video with the skills we have. Uh, uh, the only thing was done by a third end was the, the shooting, the raw shooting itself, which was made by the uh, uh, by uh, a friend of ours, basically, uh, uh, which has a who has a, uh, a photographer studio with, for weddings, you know, very very basic, very normal stuff. But he just came with his reflex and shooted us playing with the green screen. Then we we, we personally edited the the, the the raw files because they were not in sync. They were, you know. They were uh, filming also the, the the background of the green screen, so you know tables, chairs, and stuff. <laughs> so we edited everything with our ends, and the, well, the 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 physical uh, editing work uh, was done by by Teo, by the lead guitarist, uh, because he could uh, he could use uh, Wonder Share and uh, Adobe Premiere in a you know in a quite good good way and I personally do, did uh, the storyboard so I choose the background and I put them in order just like you know uh, we have we, we only have images you know moving in imagine image peaks in motion so let's try to tell a story with this with this peaks you know uh, since it's everything we had uh, we tried to do to build a, a storyboard with, with with these materials, basically, uh, and uh, well, we, we knew the level couldn't be high because we 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 could do what what we you know what we are able to do. So we are not filmmaker or you know uh, directors or stuff, but at least we try to you know to tell a story in a very simple way without committing uh, formal mistakes so everything has to be on sync and you have transitions you have uh, uh, scenes they don't last more than five seconds so we try to respect some rules you know uh, let's say some linguistic <laughs> rules or and uh, from I mean from the moment we posted the video uh, till today we don't have any thumbs down 
So <laughs> it's a good result. Uh, but we did, we, we also wanted to, you know, to show what you can do with your, only your own creativity. If what you have around take, takes away from you by any means. So no contacts, no, uh, no possibilities to, to work with uh, directors or other, you know, with a team. So we, we are only the band with our computers and, you know, our cameras. And so let's do something. Yeah. I don't uh, think, I don't think you're giving yourselves enough credit about how well you did this. I mean, there, you're right. A number of bands, um, have it, have, had done videos, uh, home produced videos, but a lot of times they are, um, well, you know, You'll see cereal boxes or pets in the background. Uh, you you all you all really tried and I think succeeded in making something that was an attempt at a professional production. And, and again, I I think you really succeeded. Oh, you do. Do you do you think? Yeah. <laughs> well, perhaps yes, but uh, uh, I think we, we want to try more. I, I mean, now we understood what mistakes we don't have to make how the software works. Uh, we cursed also lots of times. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> because, you know, then the scenes tr- started to move to, 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 you know, to disappear. So it was really, at the beginning, was really... And then we didn't have a method of work because um, we, we, we saw a professional video makers at work a few times because we could shoot... Uh, videos with both bands, and uh, uh, so we knew we knew they they put all the uh, the timeline, you know, uh, the timeline one uh, under the other. But our REM, uh, our AM, sorry, memory of our laptops, our computers, it didn't support that that weight. So we had to to find another uh, another way to work. Uh, to produce, to to edit, uh, to to do the cut and paste. Uh, so it was very long, but it was worthwhile, uh, I think, in the in the end. So uh, yes, it's a great satisfaction also because you you did something really from the beginning to the end, from the you know the basic writing of the song to the video. Uh, you do everything with your own hands, and then. I think that the meaning of this is that you don't have to stop if you don't have, just because you don't have the money, you don't have the means, uh, you don't have the right people helping you. Uh, at some point, you, you have to help yourself. <laughs> if you have Absolutely. something to tell. Anna, how important do you think videos are? I, we have uh, interviewed a number of bands who have actually made videos for every song from an album. It, it just seems like the the perceived value of videos has continued to increase in recent years and just uh, an, an an assumption that there's a need to have videos for almost all your musical uh, content. Uh, well, if you mean uh, how, how important I think videos are, uh, it depends, to my opinion, because you, you have songs, I mean, I'm not I'm not necessarily talking about ourselves, but in general, you have songs that uh, don't really need a video, but 
basically people want to see video because you're mostly using YouTube. So uh, you want to listen to a song. Also, you want to uh, to see what the song represents, what how they you know they the, the band performed the songs. But uh, I think video are worth to be made to be shot if you have uh, ideas. Because in mo mo most of the times and too many times, uh, you shoot videos because you have to. Uh, and you came out with ideas, with contents that have, uh, have nothing to do with the song, with the meaning of the song, if you know what I mean. And uh, to my opinion, uh, video has to be a video has to be added value to the song. So if I had a vision, if I have a tale in my mind when I wrote the song, I I want to make it visible. So if I write a song, I want the song to become a little movie. So I have a, maybe I have a whole, a whole the concept, concept of videos. But if I had, if it was to me, uh, if it was up to me, I would shot videos for most of our songs, not every song, because I think we have few songs that don't really need the videos. But uh, I also I have idea for most of potential videos, but uh, uh, some require money, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if we, uh, if it happens to, for us to find a production, uh, someone is financing that this, you know, this project is, would be very nice to bring these ideas to reality. For example, I have a song, uh, which is the, uh, the closing song of the our former album. Uh, I would like to shoot the video in Greece because the song was taught when I was in a uh, in a free beach in in Greece, and there's a beach with a which is actually hosting a a, a shipwrecked boat. It's a big boat, and it's called Shipwreck Bay, of course. And uh, I, if it was to me, I would shot. We shoot the video there with drones, with stuff we did. But <laughs> so give me ten thousand dollars to you know <laughs> to bring the production and the band over there and do shot the stuff. So, so much and, you could do if you had an open <laughs> checkbook. Yes. <laughs> so maybe with a found rising, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, the first video we shot it with a found rising. And it was a very cheap video, uh, the invisible thread stuff. Um, and, uh, but I see also uh, mainstream bands they they shoot videos or they do projects with the uh, with fundraising. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. many of them, even even pretty big bands will do that. That's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. So beginning to wrap up with you, Anna. Uh, what's mm -hmm. next for the band? You've kind of alluded to working on a new album, and so when when do you think fans might be able to expect a follow up to Starcrossed? Well, I think uh, 2021 for sure, but not 2022. So next year, I think we we are releasing the the second uh, chapter because also because uh, lead guitarist is very you know. Is pushing me through. <laughs> Let's do quickly. 
you know, with the writing, with the production. So we have the material. We now we are about with you know uh, we are done with four songs. Uh, and we have the material for the rest. So it it really depends now on how we we, we can schedule the work. But I think it is gonna be quicker quicker also because we have this you know uh, this home studio uh, of the guitarists, guitar players themselves that you know can provide you know pre-productions and uh, uh, vocal recordings and you know. Um, everything we need basically to, to 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 record the album. Probably the only thing we will do again outside will be uh, mastering uh, and per- perhaps uh, the drama recording. But we are now setting also a a, a drama, you know, the recording room. So it's gonna take a few months, I think, but. Probably we could, we will record the album uh, on ourselves also uh, for what concerns the drums. So already underway. Hopefully. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> next That's year. great to hear. Yeah. Well, final question: What is the best way for fans to purchase music and merchandise from Desdemona, including that debut album, Starcrossed? Well, if you like hard copies, which is something I always recommend. Because it's nice to you know to to unfold a, a CD to to look at the speaks to read the lyrics uh, directly from ourselves. Uh, we are now also setting an Amazon account in order to you know for uh, overseas uh, overseas uh, fans to 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 purchase our stuff. But uh, at the very moment, is directly from us. So. You write an email and we send the <laughs> the stuff. Uh, another good way is online, is you know, by, from Amazon Music, but but you have to buy the MP3s so on digital platforms. We are on uh, on the main digital platforms, uh, so like iTunes, uh, Napster, uh, Shazam. Uh, Spotify, Google Music, uh, and stuff. So, uh, but if you want our copies, uh, you still have to email us. I'm sorry. <laughs> I definitely want to encourage fans to do that. Check out the video Forever Dare. And if you like the sound of that, I think you're going to like the rest of it and look forward to the follow up coming to us in 2021. And Holst, thank you so much. I so appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. And uh, best of luck. Hopefully, uh, soon we'll be getting back to live concerts, and it'll be exciting to see you all at some point hit the stage with two guitarists. Okay, thank you for the opportunity.